Welcome to the Addiction Connection podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, and I am excited about today's episode because we are going to be talking about a program that I just recently discovered, but uh, one of my guests, and we have two guests today, uh, Jim Quigley is one of the guests. Hi, Jim. You can say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and then <laughs> Jim's note about Pete Higgs, and Pete has a has started a program in uh, Jefferson City, Tennessee, called Renovatus, and we'll talk about what the name means and some scripture and some different things in a minute. But Pete is joining me today, too, so I have two guests, so I want to say hi, Pete. Pete, you can say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> see? You just Pete and repeat, or I, I don't know if that, maybe maybe we'll edit that part out. I don't know. That wasn't a very good joke. That was a dad <laughs> joke. The, the part where I said the hello, everybody? Or? <laughs> yeah, we may edit that, that out, part. too. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, I, I predict this is going to be one of the funniest podcasts we've ever done, just because I know you two guys and your sense of humor, and these are two big personalities. I, I'm just going to be along for the ride here. So I'm so I'm going to hang on. No, no pressure at all to be the funniest of all time. Right? That, that's right. No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, with uh, uh, when Pete and I were talking a little bit, we were talking about the uh, Bible verses, the life verses for Renovatus. And Pete mentioned Galatians 6 verses 1 through 5. I want to read those now in the New International Version of the Bible. And then, uh, and then have Pete kind of talk about this a little bit, and, and Jim can jump in as well. But Galatians 6.1 says this, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they're not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. And so, Pete, tell our listeners a little bit about why that particular passage of Scripture uh, is important to you at Renovatus and, and, and all that you do there as the executive director of that ministry. Well, uh First, I'd just like to say thank you, Mark, uh, for having having me on this uh, your uh, podcast today, and uh, thank you to Jim for introducing me to Mark. Uh, it's really just just been such a blessing. Uh, you, you guys just don't even know, you know, what an impact that you've already had, you know, um, in in our lives here. So uh, again, just thank you, and and this scripture. Uh, was really the first scripture that uh, that really spoke to me that that you know God just really really dealt with me you know in this scripture uh, way back oh my goodness we're we're talking probably uh, thirty five years ago and, and this was this was one of those you know where the you know the the word just really came to life to me and and, and it you know I had a desire back then to to really help people, uh, and and this was part of that, uh, you know, being restored and and 
you know, helping other people, you know, with their with their burdens. And so this has always been something that, that has really been a, a, a huge, you know, part of part of our lives. But it, it really started to uh, to get real here a few years ago. And, and that's really about uh, the time that I met Jim. And it was uh, 10 years ago. Actually, do you realize that, Jim, Jim, that it was 10 years ago that I met you first? I was actually thinking right before we started recording. I was like, how long has it been now? So yeah, it's 10, I know 10 it's years been ago. something like that, so I trust it, it, you it, 10 years. 10, 10 years ago, uh, it's like this coming May that, that we first that we first met. And uh, it, it was, uh, you know, at that point, really God just, was just really starting to deal with me you know, more and more and more about what that looks like. How, how do we, you know, help people, you know, uh, carry their burdens? And so uh, uh, this, this life, this is one of the life verses that, that just has, has just been with me for, for years and years and years now. Mm. I love the part about restoring people gently because when I first got into addiction counseling, I remember being trained that you have to confront, and, th- and this was secular counseling, by the way, but they were like, you have to be tough on addicts, you have to confront them because they're in denial and they need to be woken up and, and you got to shake them and you got to, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And and everybody on staff, they were really intense and hard on the addicts. And, and I get that people are deceived and believing lies and that kind of thing, but I really love this verse. And Love that you picked it because of the whole idea of restoring people in gentleness and then watch yourself. I mean, that's telling me to be humble because I can also yeah. be tempted. I can be prideful. Even in what we do to help other people, we could forget to take care of ourselves, can't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Working in this field, you sure do want to get and pick people up and shake them sometimes. <laughs> 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 agree with that. So uh, it, it makes sense why why uh, you know the secular world talks to that because I, I, even in the biblical world I, I definitely feel like that. But this is one of those great verses that kind of stops us in our tracks, doesn't it? And says, "Nah, you can make all the excuses in the world that you know you need to be tough on people." And yeah, there is a way to be tough and gentle at the same time. And you're forced by this passage to kind of learn that balance, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and there's, a, there's a time when uh, we, in our morning uh, Bible study, uh, we were in John 13. And, and, of course, this is, you know, getting down to the last few hours that Jesus is going to be with his disciples. And he's, he's telling them, you know, that, you know, to love one another and they're going to be, you know, known, you know, that they're his disciples by their love for one another. But then, then just, I mean, almost in the very next, you know, statement, he tells Peter, Peter, you're going to deny me three times, okay? And mm. so he's being, he's being real honest there with, with Peter. And, and sometimes that, you know, that kind of, that hurts some, you know, when people are, are, you know, they have to be honest with us. But, you know, that, that's part of it, you know, is knowing, knowing when to be, you know, gentle and, and when to, to uh, you know, the truth, you know, hurts sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned in uh, verse 4, Pete, and and 5, it talks about each one testing their own actions. 
and not comparing yourselves to another person, but carrying your own load. Can you speak to that for just a minute, just a little bit about how you think about those verses? Well, uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I believe that God has called each of us, not just the, the, the preachers behind the pulpit, you know, every Sunday, but, but each of us, you know, has a task or we have a responsibility you know, to fulfill in the kingdom. And, and this is, you know, this is huge, you know, when we're working together uh, and not just, you know, the, uh, the professional staff, but, but when everyone, you know, works together, then that's when we can accomplish things. But each of us has, you know, our own responsibility. And so it's uh, one, one of those uh, areas where, uh, you know, we can't just sit back and say, well, that's for, you know, this person or that's for, you know, the, uh, the hired, you know, professional, uh, minister. No, we've all got tasks and we've all got responsibilities and each person, you know, should carry on, you know, what it is that, that God's called them to do. Amen. Amen. Well, back in December, I think it was Jim and I got uh, an opportunity to visit your, program, your home, and I'd like you to tell us a little bit about how you got started with Renovatus and maybe even even the name of the ministry, what it means, that kind of thing. So, uh, and Jim, feel free to jump in there. Don't don't let Pete uh, have the, the whole spotlight. You jump in there too. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I'm what practicing about... self-control over here. Oh, there you go. There you go. Don't, <laughs> don't encourage great. it. Don't encourage <laughs> it. You're, you're doing great, Jim. So, so back in uh, 2003, uh, we we were involved with uh, youth in, in youth ministry, and uh, the youth pastor had invited us to go to a youth. Uh, it was a youth training conference. And it was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, the the title to the conference was Renovatu. That hmm. was and and the word is a Latin word, and it means to restore. And at this time in my life, you know, I, I was just really uh, coming back to God. I, I had just, you know, just a couple of years before that had had really uh, come back to God and and was really. In, in the early stages of, of my own process there. And, but the Lord, he spoke to me and he was very, it was very clear, you know, that what he said was you will work with broken people. You will work with broken people. And, and so for a few years, uh, I didn't know what he was, what, you know, what all that meant. And so in, uh, 2007, uh, we discovered, that our sons were addicted to pain pills. And so we began this process of, of helping them, you know, in their recovery. And that's actually, uh, in 2011, that's how I actually met Jim, is that I had taken my son to the Freedom Farm in Boone, North Carolina. Son and number one. Jeff. Son number one. That's right. That's right. Son number one. <laughs> and then a few months later, I brought son number two there, you know, and so... So Jim and I have had this real close uh, connection, uh, relationship, you know, for, for 10 years now. And so at 2011, we, we really knew that, that God was 
was calling us. We knew that, that he was leading us in this process. We've been, you know, working with our, with our family, you know, for a while now. So we knew, you know, what it was that he, you know, was calling us to do. We just didn't know quite how, you know, what that looked like, how to start and things. So it took us a while to, to figure it out. And, and, you know, it, it was clear that we were to do something in our home. And so we, uh, we remodeled our home and we made it, uh, really conducive, uh, to, to have some, what you would call split living. So we have a, uh, an apartment that's in our home and we were working with family. So we had, uh, husbands, wives and children all living with us. And, and we did that for a while. And then it, it was, uh, you know, I always had this real desire to help a family, you know, to, to help the family. And I had a, uh, a gentleman call me one day and, uh, we knew uh, a guy, a youthful friend that had just some really, really, uh, uh, big, you know, struggling, uh, drug addictions and, and overdoses. And he was in real bad shape. And he said, you know, could we help him? And, and I'm like, well, you know, we're really trying to work with family. And he said, he has two sons, Pete. And I'm like, oh, you know, if we can, you know, help fathers and sons, then that's helping family. If we can help sons to their parents, that's family. Mm-hmm. And so we still had the same part, you know, for, for mission, but our focus was a, uh, had been widened somewhat. And then just a, about a year later, I had a, a phone call from a, a local pastor and he said that he had a church member that had just uh, gotten his third DUI and his wife was about to divorce him. And I mean, his life was just really in bad shape. Could we, could we help him? And so we started going to the jail. We started going to our local jail, working with uh, this, this uh, man that was an inmate there. And, it, it was like I had such a heart for these guys that were in jail. So from uh, 2015 till 2020, the majority of our guys that came from jail. And then COVID happened, you know, in, in 2020. And, and that, you know, stopped us from going back into the jail. We're, we're not allowed back in there. So, so we're really looking at, you know, where are we going to get our guys now? You know, where are guys coming from? Uh, 2015 also was a big year because that's the year that we uh, we started farming. So we saw where, you know, guys you know, were just, I mean, struggling, just struggling. You know, a lot of them had no uh, like soft skills, people skills, uh, didn't have a driver's license, didn't have an education, you know, just really you know, hard for them to, to keep, you know, uh, permanent employment. And so we started farming, and that gives us a really good place now uh, where the guys can learn these skills while they're going through the, the biblical counseling uh, to, to be able to uh, really be transformed. And, and, and that's been a big word for us recently uh, where uh, we've come to realize that when people are restored, restored to what? You know, they, they, if they're restored back to where they were when they started, well, they were a mess when they're starting. So, so we're not stopping at, at restoration. 
we're going for transformation here. Amen. And so that's been a that's been a big a big change. Uh, so so there's uh, there's been a, a a definite journey. I mean, there's been a definite journey that that the Lord's had us on, and it's it's been just a a, a real for ourselves. It's been a transformation process. Well, I was so impressed when Jim and I got to go visit. Just here you are in your home, and you've renovated, pardon the pun, uh, the the basement into an apartment, and you take in five guys or so now. You started with families, like you said, and then you, you right. now you're helping the men because the men lead their families. And so you take these guys in, and they basically live underneath you, which is, is so neat. And uh, and then uh, you disciple them and teach them and counsel them and live with them and help them to really uh, just have uh, a biblical disciple maker uh, in their lives in every aspect, trying to help these guys. And and uh, I was just really impressed with the setup there, Jim. What do you think about Pete's setup? Oh, I love the setup, um, and you know I've been hearing about it uh, through conversations pete and i would talk you know quarterly i guess you know since his uh sons uh left the area and whatnot we'd still touch base with each other every once in a while and um you know so i was hearing about the growth and um you know stuff going on uh, over there and and uh but I, you know i was having to you know visualize it myself i'd never been there until uh, you and i had recently gone there and i was just kind of blown away uh, seeing all of the God's faithfulness and 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 Pete's faithfulness over there as uh, as that ministry has grown, it's been it's been really cool hearing you know this stuff is hard work. Um, you know, not that you know we think we're martyrs or anything like that, but I mean it it, it takes a called type person, um, you know, to to go get up every day and and few of us know that. You know, when it comes to wanting to do it and wanting to do it biblically, um, it's just very difficult to get resources. Unless you're just got a bunch of, you know, expendable income. <laughs> uh, Excuse me, what, what's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slow, is the, slow is the pace when it comes to this type of work, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, Pete has uh, – I, I share um, – Mind, a mindset with Pete, you know, uh, it's like we, we, we take a step, we, we see, was this a good step? Sometimes we got to take a step back and, you know, regroup and then, you know, maybe try again and maybe a different direction and, you know, always with our eyes fixed on the Lord. And Pete has just faithfully done that, um, at, at Renovatu. And, uh, another big thing I, you know, I share with Pete and I don't know if I've really communicated this to him, but, um, you know, part of part of my my time at, at Freedom Farm, I had heard of newsetic counseling when I was in Bible college. I'm 45 in two days, so I was I was about 27 when I heard about newsetic counseling. I just I just I had seen a quick scripture reference guide by put out by John MacArthur, and we used it as RAs at the Bible college I was at. And uh, that was that was the only time I'd ever really heard of it. I hadn't beyond that nothing. And then here I am, fast forward in Freedom Farm, um, meeting. I meet Pete 
in my first year at Freedom Farm as a still like a resident, a resident staff employee. And, uh, um, you know, I don't think I've ever moved from that position, actually. <laughs> Wear that with a badge. Of- <laughs> I, mean, I don't live in a group home. My wife would put up with that. But I've never left. I'm one of those guys that need to be here as long as they have. And, and um, but yeah, so uh, when I had um, a board member get us some, some, um, some, uh, some attention through the gospel coalition. They wrote an article that I was blessed to be a part of, you know, I was wanting to meet other people in the, in the world of doing what I was doing, but I didn't know it was defined by a biblical counseling model. I didn't know what that was really. And, you know, here I am fast forward a few more years and now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm at RTS getting a master's in biblical counseling and I'm, I'm sort of on the tack board. And, you know, when, when I first started talking about, uh, about Pete with you, Mark, I was like, you know, I think Pete knows he's like, he's like, he's like me. He knows some of what it is, but he doesn't, he doesn't know the whole world it is yet. You know, wow. as far as our world of biblical counseling, I was like, he's on our team. And he doesn't even realize it yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's good uh, to be on your team. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, you know it. I know. I I don't want to be on the other team. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, they lose that other team. (laughs) It really is a specific, specific thing in our world of of trying to be on the front lines of, of of addiction ministry. You know, I mean. We do occupy a very, very small, specific space. I mean, everybody that's on the TAC website, we, we all pretty much personally know each other, you know? And yeah. I can confidently call when people say, hey, Freedom Farms really doesn't seem like it fits me. Hey, go to that list. And I can constantly say, those guys are the same mindset as I. I would yeah. I would uh, send someone there, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's neat because, sorry. like, today... Today, I think I had two emails and one phone call from people asking for help. What program do I recommend? And I can just send them to the the TAC website, theaddictionconnection.org, find help, click on the programs, residential, or, you know, and some want non-residential, but most want residential. And I know on there, I know these people, I know they teach the word, I know they put Jesus first, you know, and 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 I'm confident about Pete that he's doing that very thing. And and Pete's a shepherd. I mean, he's called to shepherd those guys. And so, if if our listeners need a program for a man and they want to send them somewhere, Pete's as good as anywhere because he's going to shepherd and care and, and and be a pastor to these guys that for the time they're there and care for them as well as he possibly can. And uh, I was just impressed with that. And then, you know, you go to the website, it's renovatusrc.org, renovatusrc.org. And you go to the website, and the slogan is empowering people to be free from drug and alcohol addiction and restoring them to Christ-centered living. Thus, the, where we get the word renovate from renovatus, it's Latin. And so this renovation of, of getting people and then transformation, really helping them to become like Christ is uh, what Renovatus is all about. And so I encourage people, visit the website, 
check it out. The, the pictures on there are beautiful, but when you go to Pete's place and you see what he's doing, I mean, it's, it's just majestic. And everywhere you look, you think about the glory of God because of where you're located there in Jefferson City, Tennessee, Pete. It's just beautiful, isn't it? We are blessed. We are blessed. I, I, I'm actually uh, looking out right now at the uh, the full range of the Smokies, and and they're covered in snow, and it's just I mean it's just a spectacular place. It really is. And uh, and Jim, I didn't mention this before because I just think our listeners probably know Jim quickly, but Jim, because I have him on the podcast all the time, Pete. I mean he's a regular, you know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a star. Now. He is a star. Yeah, my picture, my picture's in most post offices. Too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's well known, maybe for all the wrong reasons, yeah. but I, I bet he's even got a producer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He he's got several of those. Jim's Jim's got people all over the place. He's a he's a big he's a big operation that Jim Quigley. But Freedom Farm <laughs> Ministry, Freedom Farm is in Boone, North Carolina, and it's beautiful too. I mean, both you guys are in these majestic, gorgeous places uh, where you can look out and see the majesty of God, the glory of God every single day. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah. yeah. That, that, view from your, that view from your window, though, Pete, that is something else, I got to tell you. Yeah. So well, that, I'm, that's I'm a little bit that, jealous. A little jealous. Well, well, one of the things that drew us to you know, Freedom Farm was the location in the mountains and, and just really, you know, I mean, I, I knew that that just that environment, you know, would be really great for my son's healing. And, and, and it was. I mean, they, they actually both uh, completed the, the program at, at the Freedom Farm. Yeah. Well, that was a miracle in itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say this. I learned a lot. I learned a lot at, uh, while they were there. I, I, I really did about you know, what, what you, uh, I mean, you, you did so well. There's probably, uh, and I know my sons. Okay. I, I, I know them well, probably better than anybody, but, uh, Jim handled my sons just with such care and, and he knew when to, to, uh, apply the pressure, so to speak. And, and then when to, to be that gentle, you know, leader there. And, and he just did just such a, such an incredible job that, that I mean, I, I'll never forget it. You know, as a father, oh, I'll never for forget that. it. Yeah. That was back in, uh, I was, I was a little, probably a little more heavy handed back then too. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, but, your sons are, are hard to get heavy handed with. They're, they're just likable guys. Those two. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> they're mad. They're mad. They're well they and, and that, that's a, that's a, just a real, you know, uh, a real blessing, and, and I, I know that a lot of what you know they use today, a lot of things that they've learned, you know, to continue in their in their uh, lives are things that they learned from from you guys. Well, when we visited you, Pete, um, I mean, we met your family. We got to meet the guys in the program, see the layout. But there's a special thing you do that I wanted to talk, have you talk about. And that's the, um, I mean, the dinner you served us was spectacular, and that was my lead-in to what you do there at Renovatus. Tell us about that. So the the food that we eat here, uh, most of the food is raised 
right here on the farm. And, and so we grow the food, we prepare the food, we preserve the food, and and we cook the food, and we love to eat the food. And so uh, that's a big part of, of our healing and our uh, process is, is really uh, just getting our hands dirty and, and just, you know, digging in the dirt and, and just really, you know, seeing how, you know, things uh, really uh, grow and, and, and just using, I mean, if you go back to the scripture, you see, you know, such a huge, you know, influence that, you know, agriculture had in, in the scripture. And and so a lot of the, the, the things that Jesus talked about, a lot of the parables were, you know, about farmers and about sowing seeds and, and grapes. And all, I mean, just all these were, were huge, you know, uh, examples, you know, for us to, to really learn and, and to, to live by. And so it's, it's become more than just a hobby and something that we do, but it, it's a huge part of our own, you know, sustainability. Well, and you guys grow all kinds of things. I mean, when we ate that dinner, it was fantastic. It it was you put so much work into that, and and I just really appreciate your your love to us. But we we ate like kings, and it was all uh, veggies, and I mean, it was it was so good. Tell us what are some of the things you grow out there. So this time of year, uh, which is I mean, we're in February, so you think, well, there's nothing growing in February. Well, now we actually do have uh, garlic and onions and uh, spinach. We've got all types of greens, you know, mustard greens, collard greens, uh, turnip greens. Uh, we've got carrots growing now. And we've also started our uh, seeds and, and our plants for the spring. So we have cabbage, we have broccoli, we have cauliflower. We have kale. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, what else do we have growing in the, uh, in, of course, we have a greenhouse. And so it's heated. So we, we're growing these in sprays. But then we have the, uh, what's called the high tunnels. And the high tunnels, uh, they're not heated, but it's, a, it's just incredible at uh, how much warmer it is in one of those tunnels versus just being out in the elements. And, and so we, we really grow uh, year-round. And, of course, we have our chickens for eggs, and then we have our pigs. Uh, and then this year we're going to add some cows, and uh, we're going to add some uh, what they call broiler chickens. So these will be uh, chickens that will, will actually, they won't be laying eggs, uh, but they'll still be feeding us. That's awesome. <laughs> and so uh, that's what's growing. Now, that's just what's growing now. Right. Okay, so, so here, here in a, you know, in a, a few weeks, you know, we'll have more of those things with, along with lettuces and beets and and turnips. Uh, the uh, probably by mid March will be. Uh, we've got tomatoes. We've already got the plant. Uh, so, so they're not. You know, we don't have like the 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 fruit not on the the vine yet, but but we've got the plants up already. Uh, we'll have. Uh, Beans and corn and uh, okra and peas. Uh, we'll have uh, potatoes. We actually picked up um, today. We picked up. Uh, let's see, 
800 pounds of uh, what you call seed potatoes. And so that's that's going to grow some somewhere in the vicinity of about a ton of potatoes. So we'll we'll have roughly somewhere around 2,000 pounds of, of potatoes. And then uh, later on in the summer, we'll have, of course, we'll have the corn, and then we'll have the uh, the sweet potatoes, and then we'll have all kinds of melons, uh, cantaloupe, uh, squash. We, we'll grow, you know, the your regular, like, zucchini and, and your yellow squash, but then we'll grow butternut squash and acorn squash. And, uh, just, I mean, it, it's the list just goes on and on and on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really incredible. Uh, strawberries is probably one of my favorites. So they uh, they've almost uh, uh, they don't allow me in the strawberry patch now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, I'll yeah I'll be an hour in the strawberry patch and I will pick a little maybe a little pint. You know, and they're like, hey, is that all you've done? I said, well. That's all I'm bringing in. That's all I <laughs> I, I, I love those strawberries. I'm like the Quigley kids. Oh, man, I'm telling you, just turn me loose in that strawberry patch. <laughs> just demolish strawberries. Yeah, oh, man, I'm telling you. It's a, and I, there's just a difference. I mean, it's just the, the food, you know, that you grow. Uh, it, it just, I mean, it's just, it's just better. It just, it just. It just tastes better. I had a, uh, there's actually someone in our community that, uh, I did not realize, but they have actually looked us up through the, uh, uh, TAC website and they're a, a church in uh, Newport, which is, oh, about, uh, 30 miles from, from where we live. Uh, you come through Newport when you come from North Carolina, uh, uh, Jim. It's like, uh, exit four. 40 to 435 in that area but uh they're they're actual biblical counselors also it's at crossroads church huh. in newport tennessee and so they came down they found us on the website and they're like we we didn't know you know and so they came down uh week before last and did a did a farm tour and then last week i went uh up to their place and we we did a little uh facebook live uh video there which i look a lot better on the radio than i do on facebook okay so i'm really i'm really glad when you said you know we're gonna do a call i'm like good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm i feel the same way i i really like podcasts so much better than anything else oh man well and i you know, I, I have a radio face for sure no yeah. <laughs> Well, I typed in seed in the uh, in Bible Gateway, and it came up 83 different results for the, just the word seed. And wow. you're right. The Bible talks a lot about, uses that metaphor, parable of the sower and, and the different uh, different things about, you know, growing. And, and then there's whole a whole bunch about vines and abiding in the vine and all that. So, yeah. I mean, you've got some rich, rich material as the guy's... Work in the garden and grow things and 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 use their hands, kind of like in the book of Genesis, right? With Adam, wow. they were in the Garden of Eden, and so um, you've got lots of material and life lessons there to make the even make the Bible come alive, which is exciting. Absolutely, and there's something about it. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, 
that you know when when the good God created, you know He created a garden. So you know there's got to be something good there. Okay, I mean there's there's got to be some kind of connection. It's it's unbelievable when when you go just the operation you have and and it was when we were there, it was December, so it wasn't the 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 big growing season you know that's coming, but. Um, you were even growing stuff then, and and the oh, pigs, yeah. the pigs were awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I enjoy the pigs. Yeah, the pigs, the, <laughs> the pigs are are a, a huge. Uh, I mean, they're they're just a huge, huge, you know, blessing to us because you know, one, I mean, the the meat is just really fresh, and 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 we know we know what these pigs, you know, uh, I mean. Uh, I, I was explaining to someone the other day, you know, these pigs, I mean, they have a, a wonderful place to, to live and, and they eat so well and, and they're so, you know, cared for, uh, unlike a lot of the situations that you see, you know, a lot of the food uh, today, that's how, it, how it's grown and, and how it's, you know, uh, uh, yeah. treated. I mean, I mean, this is just a, I, I, I think it's a, it's an important part of uh, uh, that. May be a little of the Wendell Berry coming out in me, you know, but but I think it's an important part of uh, of how we uh, how we care for for creation, you know, how we care for what God God's blessed us with. Amen. Amen. Well, tell us before we wrap up. Just tell us about a um, uh, a testimony, a positive story, something that's happened. Uh, as a result of Renovatus, I know you have lots of those, and you don't have to say anybody's name, but just tell tell us because I think people. I was talking to a fellow today, and he's like, you know, people need to hear the results of a Freedom yeah. Farm Ministries and a Renovatus and the the the, yeah. the the testimony. So tell us just something something positive. There it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but just uh, share that with us if you. Yeah. Will. So I, I think one of one of my uh, favorite uh, testimonies uh, today, and and uh, you know one one of the things as a uh, uh, a shepherd uh, over you know so to speak you know some some guys you know I always want to be respectful and, and mindful of, of their stories and and you know what you know what I say about them and stuff, but but I have full you know, permission from, from this guy to, to share. And, uh, he, he was, uh, he was a, a pretty, uh, I mean, as far as life goes, as far as his situation in life goes, he, he, he would have been, you know, an extreme case. Uh, basically he, he was ran out of his home, uh, at the age of 12 and forced to live, you know, outside the home in like a, like an out shed, uh, wow. beside the house raised, raised, you know, and treated more like, you know, you would a, uh, an animal than, than you would a person or a child, mm. just, uh, just horrific, you know, situation, horrific abuse. You know, he was so bitter and so angry and so, so resentful. Uh, by the time, you know, he was, uh, uh 18, he, he was already, you know, in and out of jail. Uh, wound up in prison, just, just this, I mean, just horrific, just horrific life. And, and, you know, people that knew him, you know, as a, uh, 
as a kid growing up. I mean, he was one of those guys that you just you just checked off the list. It's like he's never going to make it. Okay, he he's not going to make it. And uh, through the process, he he did come to Christ. He 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 met Jesus and and you know had a real real encounter with Jesus. But he couldn't let go of the alcohol. He just I mean he. He just could not give up alcohol. He couldn't surrender, you know, that to that to the Lord. And uh, he was actually a guy that uh, I had known from the community and uh, had actually uh, hired him to do some work. And uh, I came in one day into uh, the place where he was where he was working for me, and I came in and he was passed out in the floor. I mm. mean, he was I, and. I, I, when I first saw him there, I thought he was dead. I mean, he literally, it, it scared me when I saw him laying there. And, of course, I jumped for him, you know, and, and he just looked up, you know, just opened his eyes and looked up at me. And he said, Pete, help me. And and it just like, oh, my goodness, you know, how do you, <laughs> you know, how, I mean, what do you do, you know? And of, course, of course, I'm not a detox center and, and – you know, we, we, uh, alcohol is one of those really, really hard, you know, things to, to come off of. And, and so I'm just like, Oh Lord, you know, and, and I got him and, you know, brought him home and, you know, I was telling him, I said, all right, you're going to have to, you're going to have to give me the keys to your vehicle and, and, you know, you're going to have to stay here and I need a year commitment out of you and, and just, you know, kind of laid it all out there. And he said he'd do anything he had to do and whatever. And uh, in that year process that he was here, you know, we really went deep and we, we went to some really hard, hard places, some things that, that he, he didn't really want to, you know, but, but I had to, had to kind of encourage him along. And, and it's kind of like what I said about Jim, you know, it's one of the things I can, I can say, you know, Jim really taught me a lot with my sons is, you know, there's a time when, yeah, you apply some pressure, but then there's a time when, when you need to be, you know, uh, a little more gentle, I guess you might say. And, and, uh, so he, he did, he completed the program. Um, he wound up, uh, getting a home in our community, not, not too far from here. Uh, he, he has, uh, now, uh, gotten a full-time job, uh, as, uh, like a maintenance, uh, guy at a church, at a local church. And he's, uh, comes here every week and does Bible study with my, with my guys. And he was a very active part of the, uh, the jail ministry, uh, before we were, were shut down. And, and so here he is, uh, he, he got to. He got to walk his daughter down the aisle here a few weeks ago at her wedding. And, uh, it was just such a a huge moment, you know, for him that that you know it was just the grace of God that that he said that number one that I'm alive, but number two that she would even speak to me, you know, and and allow me to to be a part of her wedding, and and so he's restored his relationship with his mother, and man, that was just a a big big thing because she was part of that. You know, when they, when he was put out, you know, and, and they, you know, healed, you know, from some of those wounds and, you know, his, his relationship with his daughter and his granddaughter. And it's just been, 
I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, a guy told me the other day, he said, uh, he said, if you do nothing else in this world, he said, what you've done for him, you know, has changed the world. It has changed the world. And just that one person, just that one person, you know, the impact that it's had. This, this lady told this same man that uh, she said, when I see him, I, 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 I believe God's real. I believe God is real. Mm. When I see the change in this man's life, it, it shows me that God is for real. Amen. And and that that's really, I mean, at, at the end of the day, that's really what what we want to see is, is just you know people you know transformed you know into the into the image of, of Christ and and who He intends us to be. Amen. We it is such a great story to to think. You know, your sons needed help. They go to Jim. Yeah. Jim yeah. helps, and and you you get called into this kind of ministry. And then, like we started in uh, Galatians 6, that you're carrying your load, you're doing what God's called you to do, trying to be faithful to that. And here, this guy gets his life back. He gets an opportunity to be a blessing. Uh, and there's that uh, renovation or reconciliation of him and his daughter and, and other people in that, in that family. And just... Uh, a beautiful, beautiful picture of God's work in the details and in the relationships. And that's really why the Addiction Connection exists is to to build relationships among all of us who are doing this kind of work in a biblical way, not in a, in a secular way. There's plenty of uh, organizations for that. But we're trying to stay faithful to Christ and his word, which is getting tougher to do each day in our rapidly changing culture that's becoming less friendly toward biblical truths. And so we're trying to encourage one another, help each other in relationships. And I just thought this was a a beautiful story to let our listeners uh, hear and be a part of and, and to see how God is working through both of you guys in your ministries and in this relationship. And now I get to be a part of it too, which is just you know, icing on the cake for me, so to speak. So I'm, I'm excited, uh, Jim. Now you've been too quiet for too long, so I know you have something to say. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you, you just you're capturing everything. It's just like I was saying earlier. We we occupy a pretty small space. Um, you know, I know the addiction connection. Uh, one of the uh, the 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 purposes of its existence is to connect you know, us in this space together. And, and this is just for the listeners listening, this is just, um, that happening in action, you know, um, Amen. connecting, connecting, um, you know, fellow workers, uh, in this ministry, because man, do we need friends that kind of understand, oh, yeah. understand, uh, what our days, uh, 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 what, what, what involves our day to day. So. Amen. It, it's, yeah, that it's that, hard work. Great. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Pete. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say that's been a, a great part for us because we, we're, um, I, I kind of uh, see us as, as an island, so to speak. And, and, and when, uh, you know, we're, we're really the, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, standing on the, the Bible, you know, the Word of God and, and, you know, knowing that, 
you know, just across the mountain here, okay? I mean, just across the mountain. You know, I've got a brother, you know, in, in the Lord that, that I know that, hey, if I need him, man, I, all i got to do is, is just call or, or, you know, contact him some way. And, and through that, you know, I have found you, Mark, which I just absolutely am just blown away by the heart of addiction. It's, uh, we've got it. And, and we're, I mean, we're dove into it, man. We're doing it three days a week here now. And I just, I mean, I'm just like, oh my goodness, you know, I love it. Uh, and then, you know, you connected me to Tom, you know, Webb in, in Knoxville. And it's like, wow, you know, I've got this connection. And then, and then I'm connected to Jeff Hand at Fisher's Farm in Montgomery, Alabama. And then Tim Brown in, in Georgia and, uh, Yep. So it, it's just it's just been like I'm not alone anymore. I'm yeah. not alone anymore. I've got all these you know brothers in Christ that are. I mean, it, it's like they're they're serious. You know, they're serious of, about God and, and about you know this whole transformation process. And it's just been it's just been such a uh, just a, a almost so to speak a rebirth. You know, in in my soul, I'm I'm just been so blessed by it. Well, and I, and I, I'm, <laughs> every name you just named are, all those are people that in my book are all stars. Like, I can't believe I get to have friends like yeah. Pete, Pete Higgs and Jim Quigley and Tom Webb and Tim Brown and Jeff Hand at, at Fisher's Farm and, and, uh, in Montgomery. I mean, Jeff's a guy like you. His family lives in the home. And then the other part of the home is, dedicated to the men of the program to to live there and he cares for them and disciples them just like you do and um it's just a neat network and then you got other people like Kevin Hurley out you know on the west coast and Oliver Underwood and CJ and Ben in Iowa and and all these uh wonderful brothers and and then the sisters in the fellowship are, are great too so um, I don't think I like everybody knowing that, that I'm friends with CJ. So yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe edit, edit that part out. We, yeah. <laughs> see that that's a that's an Easter egg. We'll see if CJ listens because CJ uh, says he listens to all these, and then we'll find out if he does when he makes a comment. I can't believe you said that about me, Jen. And then you know, then we'll know he listens or not. You know, we'll call his bluff. So. <laughs> Sounds like he's not going to edit it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, Mark. Actually, Mark, I'm I'm really serious. Edit it out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I've enjoyed it being with you guys and just getting to to talk a little bit about Renovatus and and the story there with Jim involved. I just thought I wanted to share that with with listeners and. Uh, that God is still at work and he's winning and everybody can look around at the culture and start panicking and thinking Satan is winning and everything is going terrible. But, you know, God is on the throne and he is winning and he is using this time to point people, you know, to look to heaven and to look to Jesus Christ. And so, you know, I'm not up in arms about what's going on. I don't like a lot of the things going on in our world today, but um, but I know God's using it, the bad stuff, and redeeming Amen. it and using it for good. And uh, and so, Amen. you know, and so I'm thankful, Pete, for what you do. Thanks for being faithful to the Lord, being a pastor, shepherd to those guys. And Jim, for you as well and what you're doing at Freedom Farm, it, it's just uh, 
it's just awesome. So thank you guys very, from the bottom of my heart for what you guys do. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And I, I'm just so grateful that, uh, that we've, you know, met and, and are a part of what, what the uh, God is doing in his kingdom. Amen. Amen. Well, that's why we started this is to, to, to encourage. I just wanted this to be an encouraging ministry because I know how hard addiction ministry can yeah. be. But I can know, like you, the story you shared, Pete, how rewarding it can be with the so-called oh. quote-unquote hopeless case, you know. And here's a yeah. guy raised like an animal. I mean, treated yeah. not like a human being who has a soul and who has, you know, the image of God, but treated like you know, uh, just worse than an, than a than an animal almost. And, worse than some, yes. And, and and to see God, you know, renovate His life, you know, it's just awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, all right, it's time to land the plane. So I am going to uh, wrap it up, but I want to thank Pete Higgs. Look up renovatusrc.org. That's R E N O V A T U S R C dot org. That's the website to find out more about uh, Pete and what he does there and what he grows there as he named all those vegetables. I mean, your mouth is watering as you're listening to that. And Pete knows how to cook too, uh, by the way. So um, yeah, he, he he's not a he's not an amateur cook, is he, Jim? No, not at all. He's a pro. And so and we ate like kings. So I, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic. Healthy too. I mean, that that's the thing that, that Pete brings. And, and your wife is a nurse so uh the health yeah. the health thing is emphasized there and 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 what a blessing and you know your family and grandkids and and all that kind of stuff i mean it's just neat to see um you know just just how it's a it's a family endeavor it's not just pete higgs it's it's you and the other guys that you have working there with you and yeah you know it's a it's an operation that really glorifies God. And it's just so simple. I love the verse that says it's the foolish things, you know, according to the world's wisdom, it, it, wow. it's those things that, that God shows his wisdom. And I believe he's doing that through you. So uh, thanks again to Pete for being on this podcast and for Jim Quigley. And thank you listeners for being, being supportive of us. Check us out on the addictionconnection.org. You can find Pete's program. You can find Jim's program on our website. And we write blogs and and do different things. There's video content, all kinds of stuff to help you to be more equipped so that you can help the souls that come across your path, just like Pete does and Jim does at Freedom Farm. So uh, thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to uh, next week's podcast on Monday. Uh, stay tuned for that. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank Mark. You, Thanks, Pete. I'll see you soon.